Welcome to Football Hot Boys, a show where two hot seamen talk about football, depression, New York, and the cost of Baker Mayfield. I I am currently, I have to work the third shift on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. So I am currently on a mission to stay up for another 12-ish hours. Mm. Um, So I am doing the unwise thing of having caffeine or normally unwise thing of having caffeine at 7:30 at night so i should be hyper speed uh for this show and then i will immediately crash into a wall and have to drag myself till five in the morning do you have to work friday too no i, I absolutely not mm. um i actually wrote sleeping uh where my hours normally are on the schedule for friday nice, so that nice. people did not ever try to call me or text me because i will be asleep there you go so how you been, man? How was your week? Dude, nothing much going on. The only eventful story I have is that I had fast food this week. Or yeah, it was Do tell. This week. So Do tell. I know people are probably like, what? Oh my God, as much shit as they talk about fast food. So I had my, uh, what was it? My girlfriend bought me Wendy's because I was working a double on mm-hmm. Monday. And before you get too excited, I only got a salad from from Wendy's. That was all. We, and then she got me a side order of chicken nuggets. So I had like three or four chicken nuggets and then a salad. Okay. So the salad I had it was pretty good. I mean, obviously, like mm, it's Wendy's food. It's so Wendy's it's food, good. so it's good. But the problem was that salad was eight dollars. When you say salad, was it a? A plastic sheet covered yeah. in lettuce, and then they called it a salad. Or was there actual like vegetables and like proteins and various things? No, it was it was a what was it, a Southwest chicken salad or something like that. So it hypothetically had vegetables and you know chicken uh, fried chicken paste or whatever that is. You know it, the chicken was mm. obviously tasted good because it's fast food chicken. So yeah, it's chicken chemically designed. It's weaponized to taste right. good. Yes, yeah. like your your body has no choice but to enjoy it. So yes. I was, you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, the salad's not what you would say is good for you, obviously, because of, you know, the chicken is fried or however they make it. It's not, it's breaded. It's breaded. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you drizzle it with the Southwest salad sauce or whatever. And, <laughs> and you know, but comparatively to the other things on the menu, I'm sure it's relatively, again, I don't want to use the word healthy, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. not as devastating is the way I'll put it. <laughs> It's less poisonous than what otherwise would be. <laughs> but then the fact that it's $8 just makes you go, oh, well, I'll just get the fucking, you know, the bacon big attack sandwich. Like, I don't know what. That's 75 cents. Like, you know, like that's <laughs> all those vegetables really drive the price up. Yeah. I, I, so people have a fair argument when it comes. I mean, if you're going to eat that stuff, you have to understand the fucking market anyway. But like, it, it's still mm-hmm. a fair argument. It's like. Why? Why is the "quote unquote" healthy stuff so expensive? And that that can apply to anything, you know, shopping anywhere. So, my fast food related story to staple onto the back of that is, you know, my wife is a very small woman. She's like 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 one hundred and ten pounds. She's just a real little skinny woman. But for some reason, she is just like, oh, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm like, you don't have you don't have any weight to lose. Like, like don't worry about it. She's like, well, I'm gonna eat better. I'm gonna eat better. And then because. I don't say anything about it. I say, eat what the fuck you want. I don't care. But because she told me she's going to eat better, whenever she has fast food, she oh, like has okay. shame okay. and has to hide it. So I went out to take the garbage to the curb today, and I look outside, like, and there's, it's just full of McDonald's. I'm like, you could have thrown it away inside. Like, you didn't have to like hide it out here in the dark shame. It's like, I don't care. Like, if you, if you find out, then <laughs> the reality sets in of that she, she messed up, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like I somehow validate the reality. Yeah. Like, no, no, you, you you still ate that spicy chicken sandwich <laughs> or whatever the fuck you got. And like, I don't it, care that you did. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, uh, back to the you know just the the price mm-hmm. value and as, as far as the mm-hmm. market goes for fast food, healthy slash unhealthy food. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that if I became in charge of just I don't know who's in charge of making these prices but uh john wendy's john wendy's yep. john wendy's was yep. in charge of making these prices but if there was a universe where it was flipped right and the bad stuff was ten dollars and then the you know the healthy stuff was 75 cents and people were just walking around looking like mini arnold schwarzenegger we're all jacked healthy <laughs> we're living to like 140 years old it, it costs forty cents for like a mass gainer shake at Wendy's. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gyms are free. Uh, yep. There's just but no no, there's, no money being made off of anything healthy or fitness related. Nope. Instead, we have tiny cars at Walmart, so you don't have to walk to go, to buy your gallon of soda that you went there to get. Because <laughs> like it's just it, it is kind of ridiculous that everything health related is so expensive i mean it just shows you that it's all for profit like literally the world doesn't want you to be healthy they want your money (laughs) you know (laughs) they don't care that you're working out or they don't care that you're eating you know making right choices in the eating department they just want your money and and they want to turn it into it's it's just another thing that you go to the counter for hand them a lot of money and they give you a product that's all it is It, it, it it's never like oh man you're doing the right thing like Let's make it easy for you. That's not how the world works. No. So the other thing is, I, I don't want to give the fast food industry like too much of a pound in here because it is GNC is just as much of a scam factor as Wendy's is. That, yes, yes, it, it, yes. It, it, it's just that some thirty percent of the things in GNC will make you healthier. The right. rest of it is just like um, you know dehydrated milk and sugar in capsule form mm-hmm. and or a chocolate shake form like <laughs> but it's it's trying to tell you like no no if you buy this you will be attractive enough to acquire a hand job like so it's just like a different scam it, it, but they're both scams it, it, i would say it's the same scam actually I, I would i wouldn't even say they're different because it, it's just a transaction that they promise you things that you know are quote unquote good for you and then you give them a lot of money and then they give you a product that either does or doesn't work. Like you said, the percentages vary depending on where you go and what service you're getting. But it, it's all the same type of transaction. I, I, I would agree. It's just like selling different versions of yourself. Correct. Hey, eat this because it will release serotonin and it will like cloud yeah. the, the sorrow from your life. Or eat this because it'll make you look like uh, Ryan Reynolds and everyone will love you. It's just like and as a comparison, like, yeah. you know, GNC will be like, buy our super creatine. And it's like, creatine is creatine. There's no like... You can't yeah, put fruity it, pebbles in it and make it better. Like it's just, there's flames on this bottle, though. Like there's no like creatine is just creatine. It doesn't matter what you else you put in it. Like if you're just buying creatine, get, spoiler alert, just buy the cheapest fucking thing you can find because it's just mm-hmm. creatine. Like you don't you don't need to buy the eight dollar flame uh, decal creatine. And then just same thing like at fast food, they're like, well, this is super chicken. Yeah, but that super chicken is pumped full of you know antibiotics and, and steroids and it's like i want the steroids that don't harm me Not <laughs> yeah <laughs> why, why i'm is eating a ch- swole chicken like why is this chicken more swole than me <laughs> so the the biggest fittest guy i know 
buys all of his like supplements in essentially the same containers that you buy animal feed in, like these big Bags. like forty pound sacks yep. where the, it's just like this weaponized stuff. Like he's buying a wholesale, like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like literally just whey. Yeah, there's no sugar. It, it, see, yeah, that's like, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. Or he buys like just creatine or just or just like like hospital grade amino acids. Yep. Where it's like it's like yep. not even like it's like bitter and awful, and you like your body doesn't want to accept it. Because the opposite, like, no, is, the opposite is that shit you complain about all the time, and you're right about GNC. It's like it's just marketing bullshit, man. None of that extra shit does anything for you, man. Like like just. If you want whey protein, just get whey protein. You don't you don't need the fruity pebbles injected into it. You don't need anything else in your creatine. It's just you need those. That's it. Like it's weird. This is the only time I, I will ever say anything close to this context. If you want a pre workout, literally just buy one of those juice rock stars because it's less poisonous than whatever they sell you at GNC. Like pre workouts that you buy at GNC are the most harmful shit. They're terrible. It's just like, it's like, oh yeah, there's antifreeze in this and like, you know, it just, <laughs> battery acid, like just all this other shit that just like, just, just causes your body to like shrivel up and die. Like, no, just have, have caffeine, have a Coke. Like, yeah, you might as well just, treat, and I'm not, yeah. I mean, Coke's not good for you and that much caffeine is no. not good for you. But yeah. like, if you're gonna do that, you, you, yeah. you might, like that's something I've been, I've been battling with a lot and I, I think I'm going to pull the trigger like, mm. Very soon, I think I'm going to pull the trigger. Is, is I'm going to start mm-hmm. taking caffeine. I have I have not taken any form of caffeine via liquid pill in, in like years, years. And I'm thinking because it's like if if you're if you're feeling like you need a caffeine kick and you you make the adjustments in your life to see like maybe maybe I don't need them. Let me like get better sleep. Let me do this. Let me do that. And it's like if nothing you know fixes based on trying to do your like you know homeopathic fixes, then it's like. Mm-hmm. You still need uh, caffeine, right? Might as well, kind of like you said, it's like if you're going to take caffeine, you might as well get it in the most like bare bones, uh, mm-hmm. non-bullshit, like non-GNC, like don't shoot an atomic bomb up my ass for, you know, just get mm-hmm. the pure, like I'll probably just end up taking like caffeine pills. That's that's what I'll probably do. Well, it, it's like one of those things where like I, I look back at the amount of caffeine I used to drink and I'm like, dear God, no mm-hmm. wonder I could I would go three. Do we, how many times did we tell you yeah. that me and Cody, yep. like almost specifically just us two, we told you every day like you were it's too much. Caffeine. It, it, it was like wildly agitating, like some baseline mental health stuff I had going on. That, that's the other thing. Like if you have like anxiety oh. issues or just anything else, it's like adding people flame to the do not yeah. understand like what ca- like I have caffeine in the morning now. Mm hmm. Like, just to, like, because I wake up at 5 a.m. I have caffeine. And then I don't touch the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I was, like, dragging. And I had it at, like, 1 p.m. after lunch or something. I'm like, oh, I'll have a little more caffeine. And I, did, and I, I was, like, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, I can't fucking sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this yeah. is, <laughs> it destroys your body or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you also have a, yeah. a low tolerance, unlike, you know, 85% mm. of the world, you know, where it's just caffeine. Drink a coffee. pot of coffee every day. Dude, people, you know, I, I'm not going to go back on my Dunkin' Donuts rant because, I yep. mean, you could just listen to our previous episodes about that, but that's how literally people start their day is just blast. They just <laughs> hit themselves with like, as much of it as they can. <laughs> caffeine, a bunch of sugar, and as much whole cream as I can jam into this big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why I'm not healthy. <laughs> Again, like it's had this twelve hundred calorie drink to start my day. <laughs> <laughs> a 
like most people's like daily consumption or what should be their daily consumption is just done in a morning just bam over with just bam Oop. Oh, i'm a little less tired now <laughs> let's have another one just to make and sure now i'm really, really tired like an hour <laughs> yeah. later i'm like more tired than i was before i started <laughs> that sugar crash really defeated that caffeine Oh, man. Dude, do you remember when the military used to line us up at, uh, speaking of five in the morning, five in the mm-hmm. morning, and we had to take what, you know, what they said was an important test twice a year, and then they just injected us with as much, like, oh my sugar, God. donuts, Nutri-Grain bars as they possibly could at five in the morning? In in order to advance, at least in the Navy, I don't know how other branches do it, like, you, you have to, like, score a certain amount of points and to go into the full battery of like how you acquire points is like a three episode series that we would have to do but like let's say a significant part of it is your ability to go into a large barn and take a test that is somewhat adjacent to the job you do on a daily basis it's as crazy Um, as you're making a set like it would make more sense mm -hmm. if you just like played a pickup quidditch game and whoever won got to be a supervisor like that would make more sense than what we actually had to do because at least you, you could ride a broom, I, I, but I. So, I remember Clark and I. We, Clark and I took it seriously exactly once, where and 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 we picked up rank. So I I remember being out there with Clark that day where we're taking this serious test for serious boys that we and, had prepared for uh, and worked that for. we had prepared for, and like there's people out who's like, oh my god, thank God you're here, you know, ha- happy test day, blah blah, like all these people trying to pump us up, and they're handing out like Gatorades yes. and. Uh, they're called granola. They're candy bars. The candy bars and and donuts. And I'm, and I'm like, people are like, oh yeah, and they're just like shoving them in your face. I'm like, you are not going to be able to think for the next three hours. You literally are going like in like ten minutes. You have to go inside to a building, and you're mm-hmm. going to be sitting for three hours. And that and that's what it, they it's, a long it's a long fucking long test. Like, it, it's a long comprehensive test. And I'm like, all the blood is in your gut now. Like like you. <laughs> I remember, I don't think we, I think we ate like half, like we, we had like a bite just for something so we didn't die. I, I, I had a Gatorade because I was yeah. immediately aware of that. Because yeah. I remember you and I joking about that that day. I'm like, why are people jamming six donuts in their mouth before they go in here and take this test? <laughs> well, and then I also remember the last test we took right before we got out of the military. We're like, ah, we just have to do this because we have to do this. And we raced. Where we're yeah. like, where we, who can finish the test the fastest? But you had to read and actually answer. Yes, every that was question. our that yes. was our stipulation. Yeah, you had to yeah. read and, and actually like try to answer the question. I think it, we still went pretty fast though. So I think the time that we tr- like tried, it took us just south of two hours. I think some, something like that. It was it, we, we used a good portion of our time, and then the time that we raced, I think like forty five minutes maybe. No, it was like twenty-seven minutes. I think was what was what it was. Yeah, I think but I think you finished first. I was in like thirties or something like that. Yours was right under yeah. thirty. It was twenty-something minutes, and I'm like, peace, <laughs> later. <laughs> grab you a Gatorade on the way out. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna grab me. A, I'm gonna take this whole box of donuts back to my dorm with me. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> oh man, I couldn't eat them before because I was trying to win. Right, so it was a yeah, race. It was a race. Yep, exactly. Can't, can't win a race full of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Oh man. 
So I, I have kind of, and over 16 minutes in already, I have kind of a general structure for something I wanted to do with you today. Okay. An idea for the show. And excuse me to both my co-hosts here and, and my... Um, and the listeners here. I got I have to set it up by getting a little bit heavy, which we do occasionally on the show, but I don't usually like to do this really in the show. But it's, it's going to lead to happier stuff. So recently I have like legitimately been kind of depressed. And it's, uh, you know, work is very demanding. The world is incredibly bleak. Um, I also worked a double on Monday. Monday was the, um, the Highland school shooting, or the Highland uh, park shooting. That is where my um, in-laws live. My wife's family lives in that town. Um, my wife's sister works within bullet range of where the shooting actually happened so uh we spent a good portion of the morning trying to get all clears from everyone took a couple hours to make sure everyone's okay everyone's fine but that was going on in my brain and then i was like oh good we're good i'm exhausted now oh wait i have to work 14 hours still (laughs) and um so all that's going on also uh i've been spending a lot of my leisure time um reading history and i don't know if you um I've ever heard of history or experienced it, but it's awful. Like all of it's really bad. And, uh, it's generally not something you want to do if you're already in dark place. And also just the universe in general, um, a dark void is seeping up to the broken clack- cracks of our world and only to consume us and drop us down to fashion. So I've been a little down lately, but unfortunately, or well, fortunately, uh, we have a uh, rare opportunity, Clark and our other hot boys is we actually get to come together and make something every week, which is very cool and very fortunate. And so, I figure if the world is bleak and awful and disgusting and we have the ability to make something, we should make something good and happy. So what I want to do is bounce back and forth throughout the show and just kind of talk about things recently that have made us very happy hmm. and, and sort of structure the show around that. So I want to start off, um, this worked out by Cody not coming on today. The thing that's made me very happy is the amount of money the New York Knicks gave to Jalen Brunson. <laughs> um, I... I, I uh, Sucked so much joy out of that. Um, watching the slow reports come in and the money went up every single time yeah. you got a new report. It was like, oh, is it $100 million? That's a lot of million dollars. Holy crap. Oh, no, actually, it's $104 million. That's <laughs> so like, oh, well, that's good. And then by the time you signed it, it had acquired $110 million. Um, so jail, <laughs> the Knicks not only paid Jalen Brunson that amount of money, they tampered to do it, which will cost mm-hmm. them draft picks mm-hmm. and money. Uh, they hired his dad to get him over there. Um, and they essentially jettisoned everyone on their team that was making money for any reason and gave up a premium uh, just outside the lottery draft pick in order to clear room to sign Jalen Brunson. I have never seen someone so determined and self-destructive to get such an okay player in my entire so years of watching sports. Here's, here's my take on that as far mm-hmm. as what... I'm going to put myself into the scenario because this is the only thing that could have happened for Nick's management and leadership to make this call to to basically choose Jalen Brunson as the sole survivor Jesus Christ this is what happened they're watching the Suns versus Mavericks playoffs just like I was Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately I did something that they did not do I watched the entire series they would (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know if like the universe would fuck with them or something. So they're watching the game and they would just watch Jalen Brunson. He'd be like, "Oh man, he got a nice little bucket there, a little low post." And then uh, something would fall outside. They have to run outside and pick up a tree. And that's when Luca Don. So they never watched Luca Doncic. That's what I'm thinking's happened. So <laughs> okay. they think that Jalen Brunson is the Luca Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. So they think they just got Luca Doncic. That is my explanation for what happened. So if you think about it, 
You got Luka Doncic for a pretty good price. That's a deal. That's like less than half the price you have to pay Luka Doncic. <laughs> it's like Walmart great value, <laughs> Luka Doncic. <laughs> I, listen, it, we've said it. I don't know if we've said it on the show, but we said it to each other. Neither of us dislike mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson. No, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's also very limited. He's like short, number one. Mm-hmm. He's a liability defensively, and he's uh, he's not like a bucket getter any from anywhere. He can like get a bucket, mm-hmm. but he's not like he's not a guy. I'm just going to give the ball. To. Like he's not going to. With the Knicks, will probably average twenty two, but like mm-hmm. y- if you saw like on the Mavs, he didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like I feel like twenty two points is like like that's that's the Brandon Knight rule stat. Somebody's got to get those like, twenty two. points. Someone's got to get it. Yep. And if someone has to get it, why not let Obi Toppin be the yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. Develop because you drafted those guys, and it's like try to be quickly, right for like, once, man. Develop somebody yeah. instead of just fucking drafting Kevin Knox and then trading because like you don't develop anyone. Think like, dude, if they didn't do anything with R.J. Barrett, like th- this franchise literally would have not developed. And, and I think R.J. Barrett was just too good of a talent for them to fuck up. Um, but they they have and not- he's still like an all right player. Like, yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's not. not yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm kind of overselling him, but. Mm. At least they got something right, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Which is a huge win for a Knicks team that hasn't developed anyone since. <clears throat> Good Lord, I got to die. Like, developed. Yeah, Patrick tr- Ewing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really? Is, is it, it that, that far, far back? man? Uh, I mean, well, I guess who was per- on that Porzingis, team that Porzingis, the Porzingis. Porzingis. Okay. But then they who? traded him immediately, so. Mm-hmm. And then he turned into a bit of a flat player, right. too. But right, Yeah. So, but like, I was trying to think: was there any actual homegrown guys on that surprise finals run they made, like in the early two thousands? I don't think there was. I, don't think I think those so. are all guys they brought yeah, in. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Because, because wasn't um, oh my god, why is his name slipping me? The guy that was bagging fucking was, groceries, the point guard. Oh, um, John Starks. John Starks. John Starks. Which I don't know his whole history with that team but i know like they mm-hmm. they went and got him because legitimately he was like bagging groceries <laughs> and they like fucking <laughs> got him which is insane story like in that regard but yeah i don't i can't think of anyone that like they drafted and then they just rose through the ranks and became the guy like uh one of the producers on secret base is a huge knicks fan and a couple of years ago he like deliberately put out this uh or like he very like from a personal place put out this jeremy lynn video and he was trying to describe and he goes it it like saved my sports life Mm. that i had like a three-week period where i could love the knicks again Mm. and then it just came and went and it was like it was never never there but he like he talked about the experience of like this is electric this is amazing he's gone yeah and yeah um it's like so and, and listen you and i both know what it's like to root for a team that is just not good in the oil of nothing it's not even just that they're bad they're just like hopeless and empty so like i I do legitimately feel like for knicks fans like i i I do but like also i understand what it's like to root for those teams like eventually you you cross the rubicon and it's like oh it's comedy now Mm -hmm. it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's like a dark comedy about the pointlessness of life but it's still something i can laugh at um so i feel like the knicks have definitely crossed into that where it's like because now not they're not even doing like the old Mavericks thing, like oh we're gonna clear space and like just not be a team until hopefully someone shows up and saves us. Like they can't even do that now because right. like, they're paying Jalen Brunson huge money. They're trading him a completely untradeable contract and like, yeah. 
So it, it, the team's not going to be good, man. It's no, not. no, but this is probably as good as they're going to be, like, that they've been in a while. I mean, they were good not this past year, but the year before. That's because they had a bunch of, like, just scrappy, grimy dudes that were playing insane defense and just, like, beating shit out of people. But unless they bring that identity fully back with, you know, what, what you would say on paper now they have more talent, like... There's kind of a way that you could you could be decent. I mean, it's not good enough to do anything like of, of note, but whatever. Like, well, they were the sixth seed that last. Yeah, that's that what I'm year. saying. They, they were they yeah. were a decent enough seed, and they like we knew they weren't that good, but they were they were scrappy as fuck, and they and they like played good defense. They play you know scored enough to hang with teams, and it was like their best team they had in a decade. I mean. Well, they also got a weird shadow nuclear season from Julius Randle, where he was a first team. It's true too. He did. He had his best you know, yeah. year of his career. That's that's very true too. Which I mean, yeah, Jalen Brunson will probably have the best like statistical year of his career coming up. So I mean, yeah, but he'll average twenty three points a game. Like, you know, like <laughs> if, if you want a bunch of short point guards that that can just cut, I have an Eric Bledsoe for you that is now available <laughs> that is significantly less than that. I think that's going to be like the tale of Eric Bledsoe. He's just always going to be available. I think that's going to be his MO for like two more years and then he'll just disappear. I saw that he got cut today and I'm like, how funny would it be? And then I thought in my head, like, can he give us like eight minutes? A no, game? you don't like, want that. What? You don't even want that. No. You don't want that. No, I don't think because, so. We don't need guys who can't shoot. Cause, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and it, mm-hmm. it, it's not... Hold on, let me let me get my thoughts together. Like if you're if you're talking about a guy who's a role player that his role is backup point guard for eight minutes a game, like those eight minutes have to be contributional. Like they have to be very solid and sound. And mm. it's basically like they just can't. Those eight minutes can't fuck you. You know what I mean? Like they they mm. have to be safe because if they weren't that type of player, they're getting more than eight minutes because they're a vol- mm. they're a volume guy they're 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 like a taller hero they're a bench guy that comes in and gets shots up but like if you just need a guy to literally spell your starting point guard that's not the guy you, you don't want Eric Bl- like that's not what you want you just want a guy that's going to come in and just move the ball with the team keep the tempo keep the pace and just literally not fuck up and that's not that's not what Eric Bledsoe is at all he's literally a ball stopper and he's not a rhythm guy at all uh, I'm gonna call it right now. He's gonna be in Utah just because there's no the, one on that team anymore. There's I'm, four I'm thinking about roster. showing up to a training camp, man, just to see if I can squeeze in the doors. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade's gonna fucking take a suit off, come out of the out of the owner's box, and get down there. Because like we've seen, we've two. seen teams blow up shit before, but like Utah's like blowing it up, and then literally has nothing to show for it. Blow it up, have nothing to show for it, and then like, no, no, guys, we're we're retooling, guys, we're retooling around Donovan Mitchell. It's like you gotta have things to retool around him. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. That dude's gonna is twenty minutes. He's one Kevin Durant trade away from asking out of there. Yep. And and, and do you really think he wants to be part of a bad team, like a a rebuild? No way. Nothing about that dude makes you nothing. Dude's a competitor and and beating the lot in the lottery. Absolutely not. Exactly. He's not Bradley Beal, dude. He's not going to hang around just because you you happen to be the team that got him, and now he's yeah. So I can know I. Can yep. no longer feel sorry for Bradley Beal. Not anymore. That's the, the he he, no, he forced that, my hand. I, I, he's. It'd be one thing if that team felt like it was like a couple pieces away, and he's like, "No, I'm going to stick this out." It, that team is so far away from mattering. Like, I, I I don't get it personally, man. That dude had every opportunity to go peace and go literally anywhere. He could be in Golden State right now. I mean, so I'm I'm going to look at it. You know, obviously play devil's advocate, but he got thrown an insane amount of money, max deal. Mm-hmm. 
and he's mm-hmm. probably comfortable there. You know what I mean? Like you got to think outside yeah. of basketball. Like you know, these guys still have lives, right? So I'm sure he's mm-hmm. very comfortable with DC and you know where he's at on the East Coast. And like, isn't he from there? Or is he from around there? Or I something? honestly like, don't know where home. he's from, but. If he is, I mean, then that only, you know, adds to my argument. You know, I think he might be for, from Virginia. Hold on. I'm going to look that up. But, yeah. Because, I mean, if I was throwing that kind of money to basically just, it's like, hey, keep your job, and here's an insane pay raise. It's like, yeah, okay. Fuck, yeah. He's from, he's from Missouri. Never mind. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. again, I, though, I like, it, it's comfortability at that point. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to knock him, but. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I don't see that team doing anything ever. I mean, if I had an insane amount of natural talent and work ethic, which I have neither of, um, I would, in that situation, uh, go literally anywhere else. But I'm, um, I'm just glad that somehow he didn't go to the Lakers. Like, God. Thank God. I need the Lakers not to be saved. It's annoying yep. me that they're going to be saved by this Kyrie Irving trade. Though I don't understand what they have that they can throw that they can attach to Russell Westbrook to make that deal right. Yeah, I have no idea yeah. how they're gonna. Fin- Somehow they'll finagle it though, and it'll piss me off. That's all I know. It'll be a twenty fifty first round pick. We're supposed to be talking about like happy that. stuff, dude. You're just pissing me off. Yep, yep. No. You're right. No, we we definitely wanted. So you you throw you throw a happy happy thing out now. We, no, we, now I'm all we, upset. We, we, <laughs> Is the happy thing that uh, Kevin Durant's going to be a son in a, in a in a few weeks? No, no, it's not. No. And you know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now I've you, never seen you just like 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 lost in in, in the horror of getting a good player before. Well, For the record, I understand you it. know. Not, yeah, don't make me idiot. sound like a yes, crazy yeah. person. Yeah, don't no, make no, me no. sound like I'm a crazy. You, and, and listen, Kevin Durant is generational talent. It, it's just mm-hmm. that at this point, he's proven that he's 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 basically he's a bank robber. He's a bank robber, yeah. and he comes in and he got the hot chick by the and he's like, give me the money or I'll fucking kill it. That's what he does to yep. to teams and i don't want him mm-hmm. to do that to us because like i care about my team and i've cared about my team for so long and i don't want to see us fucking held hostage because the dude just has a recipe of getting buku big money for like th- two to three year deals goes to places and then he's still under contract and says trade me and it's like well f- fuck why could you have said this but we could have done a sign and trade now we're fucked mm-hmm. because now team you know so all he does is fuck teams and it's like would I like to have him on? Yeah, it's like yeah, I would like to have him. Yeah, but at what cost? The cost is Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, future assets, and it's like, damn, that was literally everything we worked to fucking build, and then we're just gonna give it away for a rental, and it's like, I, I, the the Bridges part of that. So it's what, oh, like, it kill really oh it kills my soul. Yes. Like if if mm-hmm. if Mikel Bridges leaves this team, I'm I'm gonna it, it, like, you know how we talk about in our older age, how we don't get as attached to like the players mm. as we much as we, but like that one will hurt. That one will legitimately hurt losing Mikel Bridges. Like I'm, I'm, I'm attached to that guy. I'm not gonna lie. Like I like the dude. He brings so much to the team that only <laughs> such a small percentage of people in the league can do at that level. And it would just, man, it would be devastating. Well, I, um, I'm trying to think of now the type. What is the most like heartbreaking departures that you've ever had? As Steve as, Nash as to the Lakers fan? is the, Steve that's Nash, the yeah. ultimate. Like man, that was that was literally the worst I felt in in the question you just asked. That was the worst I ever felt mm. in regards to that. So, for me, they were both Raiders. Like, oh my god, all three of them are Raiders departures. What the fuck, Raiders? Um, Charles Woodson. 
mm-hmm. uh, Jordy Nelson, and then the already recorded Devonte Adams. Yeah, was Jesus. was was gutting. Raiders are just they, they did all taking your they boys. did man. Mm-hmm. So um, and also like Favre retiring, I remember was like, but we knew it was coming for like five years. So, but I remember like when it happened, going oh yeah, ow. Like that, like that's like an entire part of your life just like vaporizes and goes away. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. So, so do you? Do you, yeah, do you have anything happy that you that you you can 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 convo about? Well, I mean, that salad was pretty good that I had earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this has also become us auditing our lives. Okay, like what 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 yeah, joyous do I have? A lot in of my pressure life? on me, dude. I don't I don't yeah. find <laughs> happiness very often. So like you're making me have to now keep track of it like it's a you know mm-hmm. um i don't know our draft's coming up soon i keep looking forward towards that yep it's like less than 60 days now it's like 59 days or something like that um to piggyback off that one of the things that makes me happy is uh dynasty fantasy football polls on twitter um because uh they are both insightful useful and a window into madness um so this guy, I was on Twitter, and this guy was like, okay, series of polls. And it was just C.D. Lamb versus, and he went, like, every single wide receiver in the league. And the closest one was Cooper Cup was 55-45. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Two, but Lamb still beat him. Literally everything else was C.D. Lamb by, like, 70%. It was like seventy percent over Devontae Adams, seventy yeah. percent over Debo. It's like seventy so percent. Like there's only two that he shouldn't be. I mean, yes, yeah. it's it, it's Chase and Jefferson. But yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, huh, yeah. But the other thing I I think about Dynasty is like everything. Everyone looks at Dynasty through their team. Yes, that's that's very yeah. true. And and it's like okay, if I have the team I have now, what guys do I pick over Ceedee Lamb? And it's like when I hear Devonte Adams with C.D. Lamb, I'm like, I don't know if I if I would 100 percent take Devonte Adams every time, but I wouldn't do it by 70. Yeah. percent like, like 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 that's the madness. If you're trying to win, that, that's the thing that gets lost mm-hmm. in Dynasty is that mm-hmm. there's always a different scale for win now teams. Like there just is, mm-hmm. and that's something that they. That's why Dynasty rankings are so weird, is because they mm-hmm. they try to factor every scenario into rankings. And it's mm-hmm. like there should almost be two separate rankings. Like win now teams should just go by fucking redraft rankings. Like they shouldn't even look. I'm serious. They shouldn't yes, even look run. at dynasty rankings because those assets do nothing. For, like, for instance, like I have Tyreek Hill on my team. Is that guy like I, I, I'm probably going to take Tyreek over half of the guys ranked above him in dynasty this year. But I, but if I was on a losing team, get Tyree Kill the fuck off my team. G- give, give me, give me everyone else like that's dynasty ranked above. I get it. Like I know why he's ranked like ten, eleven, or whatever. You know the consensus mm-hmm. is for his dynasty. But like, I'm also trying to win, so the rankings are different. Yeah, and it's like, it also like depends on your tolerance for risk. Like, yes, CD Lamb is incredibly tantalizing, but. He could literally have fifteen hundred yards receiving, but also if he had like eight hundred and fifty, it wouldn't surprise me yeah. either. His like, numbers like, have never been insane, and I mean, granted, no. th- th- there's been potentially reasons right, for Cooper's that. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the year. The thing is, is like, in my opinion, if he puts up those same numbers that he had previously this year, I feel his stock should plummet. 
Like I I, mm-hmm. I think it should absolutely plummet to where he becomes like the back end of a second round, like as far as just like like eighteen, like dynasty receiver eighteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, okay, there's literally no excuse now. But he won't. Like once once the community has picked these these gems, it takes a lot for them to the only thing that that makes them is when their age gets too high where they can ignore it. That's the only thing that plummets I, them. I, I am going to give you a peek behind the curtain to tell a story about exactly that. So uh, Cody and I were talking trade earlier okay. this week. I, I, wish like Cody, I wish Cody was on to give his half of the story. I like and it. When he comes back, when he comes back next week, I would encourage him to give his his counterpoint. Um, we had like a not super exciting trade. It was a lot of, like mid level players. Okay. Um, that were just kind of all in this big pot. I think it was like three assets per side or something like that. And he only has one tight end on his roster. So I had Logan Thomas going back to him in that deal. And he had LaVisca Chenault coming back towards me. Okay. And he's like, oh, Logan Thomas, blah, blah. No, no, no. He's 31, yada, yada, and all this sort of stuff. And, and then he's like, but, you know, LaVisca Chenault's worth this. And I told him, like, if I told you over the past two years that – you had two fantasy football teams that were exactly the same, but in your flex you had to start Logan Thomas in one, and you had to start who, who would be the higher the yes. The Logan Thomas yep. team would win ten more games than the Lavisca Chanel yep. team, <laughs> but because he's a youngish dude, it's dynasty price, man. That's how it yeah. works. But at the same time, that dude's been terrible. Like he is not like he's been young, but he's but he's not he has not been good since he got in the league. No. Logan Thomas has. Yes, he's thirty one. But he's been way better of an NFL player than LaVisca Chenault. And for the record, that's exactly, I think, if you're going out and getting guys in Dynasty to look for. Where it's like, oh, he's, he's old, but he's incredibly productive. Or he's not sexy, but he's incredibly productive. Like, and it's like, like, to use a guy I just traded for, Tim Patrick has been way better in the NFL than LaVisca Chenault has. Yeah. And yeah. he's way, 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 way cheaper to get right now. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to win your league, but if you're going out to buy a guy and you have like a junk drawer full of stuff you can use to trade for him, I think, I you're th- going to be able to get Tim, pa- Tim Patrick. You're not going to be able to get LaVisca Chenault. I think what inflates a lot of those, like just take LaVisca Chenault, mm. for example, is, is mm. just the projectivity of how long they think he's going to be playing. And it's like, I, I feel like you just need to grade everyone on the same, like, Pick your scale. Are you going by three? You know, kind of look at your own timeline or and mm-hmm. you know the league, and then pick your own scale. It's like, am I grading everybody three years? Am I grading everybody five years? What you can't do is go. Well, Lavisca Chenault's twenty three, so he'll be in, so that's seven more years. And Logan Thomas is going to give what two? So I'm getting seven. You can't you can't play like that. Just play the three year game and be like, well, who's going to give me more fantasy points in three years? Your team's gonna be completely different in three years, no matter how good that, you that's are. That's my like, fucking point, yes. man. I, I mm-hmm. don't. That's why, like, it's like age is fetishized. It is. It is way too much, it, and it, it's too many. It's too many like boosted rankings based on just the age. Like, there's one guy. Got it. I hate to say it because like it, it doesn't affect me, and it won't affect like you guys' interpretation of anything mm-hmm. about my team. Mm-hmm. But there's one guy that I see that gets boosted insane and i actually like this guy but he gets boosted too high because of the age it's michael Pittman, and it's like mm-hmm. i like michael Pittman. i don't like where his fucking adp is right now as far as redraft or or Dyn- i mean dynasty specifically but or redraft and it's like just because he's 24 you're gonna put him over gu- like you said like like 
just give me Hopkins when he comes back. Like, <laughs> exactly. So, and the thing about Michael Pittman too, I super like Michael. Me too. Pittman, but I, I don't see him as like a sixteen hundred yard receiver. Never. He's like a eleven hundred yard six touchdown guy. So that that makes you like wide receiver twelve to fifteen. It, it's the same way I looked at Corton Sutton years ago. It's like, oh, this is exactly what he's going to be. He's going to be in this Brandon pot, Cooks, similar. which is. Yep. Yes, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, like he, the, the, those guys are sexier versions of like that pod of players, and like, it, but people don't see them that way, which is why you sell those guys. Yeah, because <laughs> like because yeah. you get a lot back for them. But like, yeah, I'm not worried about getting burned on that. But like, it, I feel I like Michael Pittman, and I've had a lot of conversations about him with the guy who owes him in this league. So I feel like if I really wanted to, I could just pay the price and get him. But at the same time, I'm not paying it. I'm not, not going to do exactly. that. I'm not, not going to do that. It. Yeah. And, and, that, mm-hmm. and to be fair, that's the price the, the guy should want. Like, I, yes, you, don't, exactly. you don't sell Michael Pittman for cheap. Like, that's not a guy that no. you sell cheap on. So, like, it's just a deep. You sell him on his imaginary price. That's exactly the point of owning those guys. Yep. You sell them on the imaginary it, price. Yep. Yes. Profit, profit, profit. But then, like, mm-hmm. kind of back to what you were saying about as far mm-hmm. as receiver value, once you gate, the thing that a lot of people kind of get, I feel like it, it, it just. It, it fucks them sometimes, and I'm gonna take like two to three guys as, ex- as prime examples. Mm-hmm. One of them is gonna end up being a success story; the other two are gonna be question marks because they're still in the same scenario. So I'm gonna say three mm-hmm. guys, and I'll explain uh, kind of my theory here. So I'm gonna give you mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf. One of those guys is not like the other, obviously, right? Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs gets traded to a situation where. Again, an unpre- you can't predict that Josh Allen is going to be what he is to elevate. He's a top three quarterback. Exactly. So that's just mm-hmm. something you can't account for. So like when when me like in general, uh, I'm sure other people gauge Stephon Diggs is like, man, he's a good dynasty receiver, but he's not. He's not mm-hmm. in the upper tier. So like I ended up trading a Stephon Diggs before he goes to Buffalo, right? Then he goes to Buffalo and enters another stratosphere because Josh Allen's now throwing him the ball. And you can't predict that type of stuff. Kind of. So back to my other two guys, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf. Kind of the same thing, right? Like w- you, you see that the potential's there, and they're good dynasty re- receivers. But like, you can't just keep going. I can't wait until uh, Baker Mayfield comes here and b- bails out DJ Moore. I can't wait until <laughs> until you know the Seahawks draft somebody one overall and bails, bails out DK because it might not fucking mm-hmm. happen. It might. Sometimes you just got to treat those guys' price as is. Exactly. Like, and that, that that's what makes Dynasty fun is like you get to make that call and you get to make that decision. That's Correct. what makes yep. it your team. Yep. yep. So, yeah. So th- I saw that in Twitter and it made me happy because it's like, oh, that's very interesting. Because like, I love CD Lamb. Everyone loves CD Lamb. CD Lamb is like the pizza and blowjobs of Dynasty football. Fucking everyone loves it. But like, it, at the same time, it's like these are kind of silly prices. Like, and the thing about Cooper Cup, like people are like, oh, Cooper Cup, nice young receiver. Same age as Devontae Adams. Same 29 age as, years old. Uh, yep. a, 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 same age as, as Mike Evans. Came in the league a lot later. That's like literally the only only difference. So like the Cooper Cup price is interesting compared to other people in his age bracket. So like that's something I, I think his, his last year was just too dominant to... It was one of the best receiving years ever. Yeah, so you, yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta give him his price tag. It, but it, but I get mm-hmm. your point. It, it's it's mm-hmm. weird that he's twenty nine and still getting into the tier that he's in. But everyone else that's in that same age bracket is way way down dynasty rankings. He should not be. I don't think like ten spots ahead of Devonte Adams at startup ADP. Like, I, like yeah, how does that make sense? I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that sense. makes sense. Yeah, I'll wait around and take Devonte Adams. Thank you. Like you know, yep, that's. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and that's how, and you know, mm. and that's how you win, 
Like that's how you win. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't win by paying Cooper Cup price this year. You win by paying his price last year. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Unless you're the guy in our league who owns Cooper, who paid that price last year and then also didn't win. Um, but <laughs> uh, taking shots. He, he, I, th- I think I heard this the other day. If you had Cooper Cup in your league la- on your team last year, I think you had a thirty percent chance to win your league. Very rare. Like I remember, there was a David Johnson year that was true. There yep. was like a Le'Veon Bell year that was. Todd Gurley had like two years like that. Yeah. Like yeah, there, there's like some insane players really like auto wins. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, I think, had two years like yeah. that. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Pete has two championships. That's weird. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, let me see what else. So anything else making you happy, dude? Uh, me and my girlfriend are going to get a couple days off this weekend where we're taking Friday and Monday off to not do a whole lot. So, you know, I get happy when I'm not doing anything. Okay. Are you going to like play Elden Ring or are you going to watch Stranger Things? Like, like We actually are going to watch Stranger Things. We're going to finish the last two episodes. So that's on our to-do okay. list. Yeah. We're excited about, man, what, what a show. What a show. I'm on the exact same spot you are too, nice. so like I'm I, I'm I'm behind I'm I'm behind the curve and trying not to have my universe ruined by everything on the internet. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that is also making me happy uh, to go back to basketball briefly is uh, Chet Holgram is the most entertaining goofball I've ever seen be athletic. He's in my so white, life. dude. Like he's so yeah, white. He's the whitest guy ever. But he he like. Doesn't he tries to act hard sometimes, but it, he's just so white that it doesn't work. But I, he's skilled. Like he is, he's he's a good basketball player. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. He's very skilled. For uh, what I'm referring to is he. Uh, we were 24 hours out from his first summer league game, right. uh, and he put on a fucking show. Yeah, he like he he scored every way you can score in the basketball, and he set a summer league NBA all time record for six blocks in a game. Dude, that's the thing and that I. I he he he's going to be really good defensively and it's like he shouldn't be with his frame but the dude's knack for timing blocks and just his positioning he's going to be a real good defensive player man J- just that alone was worth a top pick just what he's bringing defensively not to mention he's got guard skills at 7-1 so uh i was looking at the uh thunder's starting lineup their shortest player is uh gilchrist alexander and he's 6-6 so this is the team that Bucks era Jason Kidd has always dreamed of. Uh, it's just a bunch of weird, goofy, long motherfuckers. The three white guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, th- three of them are white. It's a coincidence. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so to go back to, to Chet Holgram, um, anyone who's not seen him, he is, he is a poster boy for girl shoulders. His shoulders barely stuck out farther than his ears. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a seven foot tall white guy with a capital W. Um, but the dude can also touch the roof of the stadium. He is so fucking long and he can shoot a three, which is, um, kind of a ridiculous skill set to have. And every time I see a skinny guy come out in the NBA draft, I just think of Dwight Howard. Cause he came out and I'm like, that guy will never make it in this league. Look how fucking skinny and tiny he is. And then two years later, uh, he could lift the entire world because he was so just huge. on his shoulders, his delts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once those guys get into a situation where their job is literally just to be fit as shit, and there's a guy that chases them around all day, telling them what to eat and how much weight to pick yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, um, like, those guys get weighed. Shit, Holgren is mm-hmm. is malnourished. 
I mean, mm. he is. And it sounds like, oh my God, he sounds like he's sickly or something. No, he's just not eating what he needs to be eating to supplement like the, the output that he puts onto the basketball court and whatever he does as far as working out, too. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure he does something, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, once he starts eating, like, he'll, he'll be fine. Doesn't he have the biggest frame? Like, I don't think there's a ton of weight he can No, he's not going to be Dwight Howard. Yeah. He's not going to be Dwight Howard. No, no. But, I mean, no. he'll be bigger. Yeah, he'll be bigger. And, and he'll, he'll, like, and the thing that kind of gets, because we talk a lot of football, we talk a lot of body types mm. in football, mm. but there's something in basketball that like you don't need to be huge. You could still be strong and skinny. There's there's something like that. Me and a buddy of mine that we joke about. It's like you can be basketball strong, and that's all you need to be in the NBA. Like Kevin Durant. Yes, yes, Good. exactly. He, he he's not going to be able to outlift you in the weight room, but like the way he knows how to use his body and position into you and and use the strength that he has. That's all he needs. So Chet Homer can do, can do the same thing. If he can get to like Yao Ming's build, where he's just like stout enough that when someone runs into him, they bounce off. That would like be a problem. I think that would be a legit problem. Like if he gets to that and he still keeps his skill set, man, like that's scary. I'm not even expecting anything close to that for like when he when he becomes who he is as an adult NBA player. I don't even envision that extreme. I just I just see him with a little more meat on his bones. He keeps you know the same type of game, and he's just you know a, a, a little bit more you know physical as far as like what he can do not not the way he plays uh of the like we are actively being bad teams i think okc has done by far the best job of like assembling themselves like i the rockets are fun but i'm like i don't it's like not okay so light together. years ahead they're yes, light years yeah ahead yeah they their hit rate at okc is is just like off i mean they already have a guy who's just is he on a max contract? Is, is Gilgis Alexander on a max? I don't. Or he's just below max, something like yeah, that. He's, yeah, he's paid though. I'm pretty sure he's. Yeah, 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 he's paid. So they already found a guy that they can that they can, that was worth paying, and they paid. Uh, who did they just pay a stupid amount of money to? Dort. They played paid well, Luke Dort, Dort a bunch yep. of money. Yeah, which yeah. he's a nice player too. I like him a lot too. Mm. Speaking of not skinny, that guy is a fullback man. Yeah, and when you don't have to pay anyone else because you have no other good players on the team, you can give Lou Dort $87 million. So everybody else is on rookie contracts, man. Yep. yep. So, you know, yeah. okay, he's going to be fun. I'm going to watch a lot of Chet Holgram this year. He, he's going to be the guy where I'm going to have a weekly Chet Holgram report when I, when I come yeah, in. Yeah, th- th- like you starts, said, th- Thunder fans should be optimistic. Like, they should be happy because that's a homegrown built team. They did it all through fucking draft. Like, yep. it, it's a fun way to build a team and then just watch and see if it comes together which i think it will to some success for sure yeah i, I mean i i still think i mean i'm not ready to say they're going to do anything in like Me the next neither. five years but it, at least you have hope which is and they're going to win again game. they're going to win games and, yep. and they're going to win they're not they're not i yeah i'd rather be an okc fan than a knicks fan right now by a million years <laughs> um well let's just piggyback so we can get into like the actual news of the episode because it also made me very happy. Um, I kind of spoiled it a little bit, but, mm-hmm, but people, little bit. people know it's coming. Um, I have learned over my years to not take my fandom in sports too seriously because it make one, it makes you a dick, and two, it kind of robs it of its fun. Um, and I have really become appreciative of like when something trashy happens in sports. Um, this is my favorite quarterback room ever that the Carolina Panthers have assembled. It is so beautifully ugly. Um, it is a, a pile of like 
bad choices and fireable offenses and like literally every bad decision someone tangentially attached to football can possibly make when constructing a position room. Um, so Baker Mayfield is now a Carolina Panther. Um, so again, uh, we really miss Cody on this episode because he would have a lot to say about his favorite team, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, unfortunately, he had a clinical case of uh, having too good of a time and couldn't come on the show today. Um, but uh, Warren Sharp tweeted something um, that I find very enlightening. The Panthers really traded away a second, a third, a fourth, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth to assemble a quarterback room of Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and <laughs> Matt Corral. They traded... Not only is this a hilariously awful train wreck of a quarterback room, they traded an entire draft class to put this on their team. It is a it is a failure in every way you can fail at doing things, and I love it. It's going to be so fun to watch pull apart at the seams this year. I, I, I love it. Like I think we we said it before, where it was like, why why should the Panthers do this? Because you know you have makes everything worse. Yeah, and you have Matt Corral now, and then you have a guy that's bad, and Sam Darnold that could just be bad until it's time for Matt Corral, and then you try him because you paid for him. But like, do you think the Panthers are are concerned because Christian McCaffrey's almost dead, and they're like, man, we gotta just try all we can to get you know something to line up good at quarterback with Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore at the same time to see if it can just like take us on a Bengals run. I, I I mean, is that what this is? Is to try to just get hot at now with with, with Christian McCaffrey? Because I, I, why else would you do this? This makes zero sense. I, I, I don't know. It, it, I, there is no nothing makes sense. And also, like they made this trade, and it's like, oh, we're not giving this job to Baker. This is still Sam still competing. It's like, why you got to lie? Exactly. Bro? Like, yeah, it's like you, the only way. There's no way. Imagine you make this trade and then you don't, then you still just start Sam, Sam Bradford. What the fuck? You no, know, if you're trading for Baker Mayfield, you, you start Baker Mayfield. Otherwise, you call, wait, hold on. You called Sam yeah. Darnold Sam Bradford, and I like it. <laughs> you did it, and you didn't even realize. I do you too. Did. Yeah. Because yeah, it's the same guy. Yep. Like it's, yep, like, it's the same guy. You didn't even realize but, you did uh, it, but you're right. But Sam Darnold at least has NFL shoulders on, on like Sam Bradford. Because if you're going to start Sam Darnold, you already had him. You didn't yep. need to trade for Baker Mayfield in order to start Sam Darnold. Like, like, so Baker Mayfield is going to start for this team week one. Look, can we talk about that? What was it five years ago now when these guys were drafted? Because people might forget. Oh my god, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were in the same draft class, and they were the t- two of the top three picks. Yes, because it was Saquon two to New York, mm-hmm. and and uh, Baker one obviously, which was not the consensus pre-draft. Everyone thought Sam Darnold was Sam the Darnold's guy. One. Baker Mayfield goes over them. Sam Darnold, you know, five years later, Sam Dar- Darnold gets traded to Carolina. Now Baker Mayfield should be chosen again over him. Like, that's just kind of the yeah. crazy five-year time gap that just happened with bad quarterback play. But, like, I, I don't – I just don't see what Baker Mayfield does to – elevate this team to like the kind of level that I was talking about why you would do this if you were going to try to go on a crazy run like a la Bengals he's not that guy okay so let me do my best to try to make sense of this trade please 
you are splitting the contract with him, so he's only costing you t- ten million dollars. It's still, which is like Marcus. Mariota was it eight? Money. It might be so, eight, but whatever. It's still yeah. It's, it's something yeah. in that neighborhood. It's like it's like Marcus Mariota money, which is like whatever. Like it, it's yeah. fine. Fifth round pick. It's a conditional fifth round pick where they, like it, it can be a low fourth or some. It can be like a conditional whatever. It, it, so you're, you're giving up. Not nothing, but like a, a comfortable spend, I guess. And I guess you're thinking, so the best Baker Mayfield we've seen is better than the best Sam Darnold we've seen. That's true. That is true. Yes. So you're betting where it's like, okay, we have an actually pretty legit skill group. Our offensive line is better. Now we did a upgrade at quarterback hypothetically. We have stabilized our team. Our team for a fifth round draft pick and Marcus Mariota money. Um, so if you say that and take all the names out of it, it's not the worst deal in the world. Like if I said all that, it's like, oh, I got Teddy Bridgewater. It's like, oh, okay, it's fine, you know, whatever. But because of Baker Mayfield being Baker Mayfield uh, and just like kind of the general sense that that ship there is sinking mm-hmm. i think makes this all a lot funnier and the fact that you had to trade up in the third round to get a guy that yeah you were selling at the time was probably your future because i think what they're thinking is okay if baker mayfield comes out and he throws for 3600 yards and 29 touchdowns or something we'll give him a contract and we have it figured out if he is a uh, turd on fire for this entire season well we have our guy of the future it's fine don't fire us we got we're trying to build this guy of the future uh, so it's all about keeping a yeah, job. So, that, that's your that's your whole point oh i mean that's what everyone's doing yeah all the time. so i mean i don't but, disagree yeah I, I mean in order to try to win you have to think you have your job uh, <laughs> um otherwise you're just trying to get your job that's <laughs> like true like real talk no that's real true. talk that's and true. I, I don't blame anyone for thinking that way if i'm matt rule i'm also trying to save my job because they pay you a load of money to do that job. So um, I, I, I get that. I, I, I super get that. It, it just, again, like if you pull all the details and context out of it, it doesn't look awful. But you add all the history and the color. It just, it gets so funny. Oh, it is. So it, it, fast. But yeah. I, I'm going to talk about the, the part that you touched on because I think mm-hmm. everyone's going to agree. It, it is a quarterback upgrade on paper. It is. Mm-hmm. It just is. And I've been on record since the origins of the show. I, I've always mm-hmm. said you should take the quarterback upgrade if the price is right. So let's, let's, let's mm-hmm. deep dive that real quick. Was the price right? Of course. Yeah. It's a fucking conditional fifth, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a little disclaimer to the saying you should take the upgrade at quarterback if the price is right. The disclaimer being you have to be at least a middle-of-the-road team. That's the disclaimer. Because at that point, what is the point of a minor upgrade when you are that bad, when you're a five-win team? What is the point of a minor upgrade? It does nothing for your franchise. But if you're an 8-8 eight and eight team, 9-win team, and you get that that upgrade at quarterback, even if it's not exponentially massive, it's just an upgrade. It's worth it because then all of a sudden you turn into an eleven-win team, and what does that mean? Now you're getting a buy potentially, and, and the in this it just the outlook is completely different than if you're a four to five-win team and you kind of are a little better at quarterback. What the fuck does that do for you? It, it, 
and Carolina is such a weird team because yeah. you remember they were three and zero, and then then Cody uh, threw the chicken bones on the desk and put the voodoo curse on them, and their season fell apart. And then there was like a weird pocket dimension that occurred in the middle of the year in which Cam Newton was their quarterback and Matt Rule was just like completely befuddled by the concept of Cam Newton playing quarterback and like it was a weird sad travesty of football and it fell away and then they kind of turned back into a football team at the at the end of the year again when Sam Darnold was playing I I have no idea what to make of this roster I have no idea what to make of this regime I so it, it all of that makes it again funnier because it's, it's just such a complete. It's, it's a it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch. Like it's like it's, it's completely absurd and ridiculous. And it's like I cannot wait to watch it because it will not be boring. So so like it, it's, I agree. It's it's gonna be mm. fun and and we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I still think they're bad, mm. just as probably ev- bad. everyone yeah, does. But the, the, my first actual initial reaction when this ha- wasn't even about the Panthers when I saw this come through and it said Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers for a conditional fifth. My first thought in my brain was why the fuck didn't the seahawks do that so the seahawks have come out and said that they would not pay for baker mayfield but they would have signed him if he was cut which for the record pay a conditional i think paying for the record i think that is the adult in the room response to the baker mayfield solution um i think the cl seahawks have committed to being bad because i think Unlike Matt Rule, Pete Carroll's like, yeah, I, I get to decide when I leave here. I, I don't have to try to be good. Like if, different if, situations, if, okay. Yes. Um. So I, I don't think he he is desperate enough to need Baker Mayfield to try to Matt win a Rule, few more games. Yeah. Matt Rule's like, oh, I can either be unemployed or give up this fifth round draft pick. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck them picks. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Good point. So, good point. Yeah. So, I also think that this is additive for Cleveland. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's just like one less thing that will distract them during the Jacoby Brissett era of Browns football. Um, because the, I imagine the suspension will, knowing our luck, will happen about forty-five minutes after we stop recording. But uh, at the very least, will happen next week probably. Who's better, Jacoby so, Brissett or Baker Mayfield? I think ba- Baker Mayfield probably. I think Jacoby Brissett has been overhyped. I think he has a below average backup quarterback. Um, I, I don't think he's actually. Trick good. question. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yep. yep. <laughs> Very true. Very true. The answer is Marcus Mariota. Um, <laughs> it was T the whole time. But like the Browns went all in, and I don't think they like. If Deshaun Watson misses time, right? They're not like he's gonna he's gonna miss he's, time. Gonna, he's gonna, it, gonna miss some time. He's going to miss he time. He has to miss some time. I think it's significant time. Like cl- I think so too. I think it's gonna be very significant. And mm. once you make that play, if you're Cleveland, I, I seriously doubt they're like, God damn it! I wish we wouldn't burn that Baker Mayfield bridge so we could start him over Jacoby Brissett. No, not that, that. That's like like you said, it was purely additive based on the the initial move they made of acquiring Deshaun Watson. You got to get Baker Mayfield out of there. And for the record, I do think Baker Mayfield is better, but I do think people in Cleveland hate fucking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I think I think the guys who played with him didn't like him. Like I, I don't think it matters. I, I I think they'll take a worse quarterback. And I don't know this story. I you hear a lot of stuff about dudes, and you can kind of see it based off the character that Baker Mayfield has created for himself. Um, I don't know the contents of the man's heart or soul. 
I know it just sounds like people don't like them. Yeah, and you're, so, you're bringing yeah. up a good point. Like we we always mm-hmm. speak on what you know the perceived um, persona of Baker Mayfield. And it's like he he created mm-hmm. that. Even if we're wrong in, in saying what like the things you just said, it's his fault mm-hmm. because he he brought all that upon himself. Like he mm-hmm. he made himself into the person that <clears throat> excuse me. That we're saying, you know, that he is making himself, if any of that makes sense. Mm. Like, we're not just coming out of nowhere and say, oh, ba-, you know, people don't like Baker Mayfield. Like, he's given us a reason to think that. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it, we didn't yep. just make that up. Yeah, it's like it's he decided to sell us a brand, and that brand turned out to be very off-putting. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he, um, he might be the nicest guy on the fucking planet, dude. Like, he might, he, you know, yeah. I'm not speaking on him as a person. I'm speaking on what he's showing us. That's what we're speaking on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's I don't know it, it. It doesn't make the Carolina Panthers fun in the OKC way. It makes them fun in a completely different, a little bit more in a Knicksish, a Knicksish way. Where like I'll watch the, the the Knicks because they're fun. In that I will laugh at them and they will occasionally do something interesting. It, I, I think. Carolina's going to be the same way. There's enough good players in that team where it's going to be exciting, but it's also going to be really Is there fun. any way you could see them making the playoffs? Yes, because there's seven playoff teams now, so you have to be kind of atrocious. And I could see them being competent. And there's also a chance that both those guys sucks and Matt, Matt Corral comes out and is okay. <laughs> like, like, like literally, that the, might yeah. actually be the... yeah. Yeah, that might be the best way for them to make the playoffs. Is like by week six, Matt Corral is starting and he wins eight games. Like, <laughs> like that might actually legitimately be the best way to to get into the playoffs. Fair enough. And for the record, I want to say now, I do not believe in Matt Matt Corral. I, I I don't. I don't think he's very good. But I am more likely to be wrong about him than anyone else <laughs> in that quarterback room. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty confident in Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold's evaluation, like yep. that confident to where I'll just be wrong mm. on the other dipshit. <laughs> yep, it's like <laughs> it's the prettiest ugly girl in the bar. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Somebody's getting fucked at the bar. Might, <laughs> yeah, like, might as well be him. Might as well be Matt. I know Corral. Matt Corral's there, so I, I know I'm at least getting laid. Oh man! You're getting me a solid six tonight. I don't give a fuck. Yep, I don't give a fuck. I just gotta get drunk enough for it to be okay. It's fine. I can do that work. <laughs> Holy shit! I think it, I think it just comes down to Christian McCaffrey. Like if he's if he's legit healthy, healthy. He's healthy. Yeah. He's good for six day wins by himself almost, just with the offensive output he produces. Yep. Like. I, I also I do want to say uh, so when that trade went official, uh, Robbie Anderson just tweeted no with about sixteen zeros after it. Um, I I understand that Robbie Anderson is an incredibly problematic individual. He um, has done some bad shit. Uh, I also deeply enjoy him because <laughs> he is just the, the dude has roughly the same filter I do and basically none. Um, and he just says whatever he thinks, and the internet's there to catch it all. And he is not excited. <laughs> I think he's, he's and he's already threatened to retire once this off season. So I think he's going back. Well, I don't think he's actually going back. I think his his PR guy said, "Hey, man, he's got to fix some of this." And I think that's where he's at now. But he, I think he said something like, "You guys are making this out of." I mean, it could be like, "Oh no, I really like Sam Darnold so much that." <laughs> 
Poor Sam. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, man. Is that the like Seattle, Carolina, Houston, Atlanta? Are there any other like terrible quarterback rooms that are just like unsalvageable at this point? The Jets, Jets. Specific, yeah, I guess the Jets would be the other one. It depends on what you think of Tua. Thanks, yeah. Um, also, what you think of Daniel Jones? What you think? Of, ooh, Daniel, that's a good one. That 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 would be my one to throw and be the the Giants. I think. Are out of all of out of all those teams, which quarterback room would you would you want? Not Seattle. Not Seattle. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe maybe Atlanta because like we know what Marcus Mariota is, and it's better than. Like all those, I do like Desmond Ritter, and and Desmond Ritter's there, so it's like I probably take that room. So that, and I'm starting to just because it's like I'm so used to being wrong about quarterbacks, like I have a callus to it now. Um, that maybe Davis Mills is good, so Houston, maybe because Davis Mills might be good. Like, like I think those are the two obvious ones. Saints, I'd rather Saints have Davis Mills right now than, than than Daniel Jones. I would tell you that much. Wow, right I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're wrong, but that's that's a, that's interesting. Yeah, because I I feel like Daniel Jones is the Lavisca Chanel. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, but we've also seen him be bad for a while. So, like a long yeah, time yeah. at this point too. It's like, yep, three years he's been bad. Mm-hmm. And I think two different coaching regimes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. This this has got to yeah. be this is his last shot. I mean. Oh, yeah, his contract's up, too. Exactly. Like, you're not resigning is, him. Like, yep. I'm, like, oh, I'm going to give him $15 million a year to see if maybe he's good after being in the <laughs> league for five years. Because remember, that's, that's what happened with Mariota. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, exactly. He was like kind of not great and not t- terrible, terrible, but he wasn't good. And they're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we've seen enough. You know, like, you're not the Or Mitch Trubisky. Or Mitch. Like, or Mitch. Good, yeah. yeah. Which I, I think at this point, Mitch Trubisky's uh, situation is the best thing down Jones going to could hope for to go rehab someplace and maybe get a, a time killer job someplace else dude and, and i mean i hate i hate beating the same drum that I always beat but like just finish out this year daniel jones go to another team sit for a year you'll get a nice little contract to go like that it's just that whenever you don't play for a year teams forget and they pay you a little more than they should and then you go somewhere and the next thing you know you're starting for pittsburgh like it's just what happens man go be the backup for the rams Oh, absolutely, just do that, man! Absolutely, yes. you, you, this, they will get your gold crown ready um, in uh, Houston. Oh my God, they'll be so excited to sign you! How much is Mitch making? Like seventeen million yeah, or something? Like, too like fucking much? Too much? Yeah, like too much. A ridiculous amount of money for a dead, for a dead man walking situation. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, let me see. Anything else make you happy? That was all the happy stuff I had. Baker Mayfield and a bunch of basketball. Yeah, that's, that's the only things that make either of us happy in this world, really. Uh, Jalen Brunson. J- Jalen Brunson and uh, Baker Mayfield. Playing for the New York Brunsoneers. <laughs> the Brunsonites. <laughs> Brunsonites. They hired his dad. That's the thing. Yeah, that, like, that, that, what I, the fuck is that about, man? <laughs> I've seen people want like average playoff players a lot, but to do to so deeply bend over and then to give up that pick too is is just wild. Um, the, the, yeah. the part that confused me was like 
that the the that they had to court him like for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Like why did they, they like buy him a fancy dinner? Yeah, like, why did they have to yeah. roll out the red carpet? No, they're just like you could just gave him the hundred million and he would have went there. You didn't have to like do all the smoke and mirrors show like fucking put his face on every fucking billboard and like it, it, none of that was necessary. Like all he literally was going to wherever somebody was paying him like. Because the Mavericks were not paying no, him no, that much money. and you guys were the only ones paying that hundred mark. So he was always going to you guys. Like no one else was fucking paying a hundred and ten million dollars. Just you guys. It's not, it's not like the Warriors are over there going, "Oh, we were going to offer him ninety eight million dollars," <laughs> but we're not. Like, oh, that's that's crazy. Like, like they were no. bidding against themselves. Like they they literally just were trying to court a guy that was going there the entire time. Like they couldn't lose. I think that's what the, the whole point of it was. They were like, if we just pretend like we're in a battle with other teams, people will respect us more. Because like, if we just give him the 110, people are going to make fun of us. But if we make it seem like we want him, then it's like, they'll respect us. It's, they should have just done what they did with Lou Dort. It's like, here's your money. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> and nobody batted a fucking eye, man. No. And they made roughly the same... Like, Lou Dort made like 13 million less. Like, that's a great point if they would have just been like here Jalen and then like that was it but it was just so much bullshit with all of that we can't help but like they had a tamper fun. they yes. had to hire his dad they had to rename the city New New Brunsonville like they <laughs> when they could have just gave him his fucking money and left it at gave that him his fucking money yeah hi I'm a basketball team I'd like to pay you basketball player this money to play basketball for my basketball sure, team sure I'll take that money and I'll play basketball for you guys for that money Excellent. What a great basketball transition transaction that we just did. Basketball handshake. Like, <laughs> no, it didn't go like that at all. No. no. Oh. They had to fucking nix it up as much as they could. <laughs> they, they can't just pay somebody. They have to make it seem like they're... No. They always make it seem like they're paying like the next fucking superstar, like they're landing a fucking generational guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jalen Brunson's a good player, man. Just give him his money and let him, yeah, let him show up and play for you guys. But don't try. You're not fooling anybody, in New York. You're not fucking fooling anybody. No, it's like it's like. Oh well, don't, don't worry. LeBron will be here next year. You've been saying that for 15 years. <laughs> like <laughs> he's gonna be 42, and he finally. He's like, hey, you guys still hiring? Of course, LeBron. It's like when they hired. We just got off that Jalen Brunson contract. <laughs> yeah, we just got off that Jalen. It's been 12 years since we paid Jalen Brunson. So. They're doing that Bobby Bonilla thing where you pay him for six decades. <laughs> God, shut up, shut up. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. Don't tell him we're still playing Jalen Brunson. Don't tell him that. He can't hear anymore, so he yells real loud <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you can play with, with your 32-year-old son on this team. It's fine. Well, we got to wine and dine you first. Put you on all the billboards. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Put you- Was $110 million okay? <laughs> all right, cool. Put you on Saturday. Let us trade all our picks to get to get to clear clear space for that. We re-signed Kemba Walker for some reason. Now we gotta ditch him. I, I don't I don't feel bad for New York, man. No, not at all. They do it to themselves, man. No. They 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 pitch away draft it. In an era in the NBA where draft picks are somehow worth more than they've ever been before, like they just pitch the that equity away constantly. Toss it to the fucking like, wind, dude. They did something. Let me look something up they, before I mm-hmm. am wrong. But there, there's another. Mm-hmm. There's another thing the Knicks did that I want to talk about. That how wrong mm-hmm. they were. Let me just look it up because I can't remember where the guy went. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Disregard. You can cut that, Nicole. Cut the part where cut all the parts where Clark is wrong. 
go back in the whole catalog of all of our episodes yes. and cut all of it. Every episode is 15 minutes long now. <laughs> all we got left is just Cody uh, going on a rampage about the Panthers. That's all that's left. Yeah, that's all that's left. I'm going to go to the top. That's wrong too. That's got to go, man. No, it's just only only me being wrong. That's why. Only you being wrong. Only okay, me that's being right. wrong. That's so all my Justin Herbert takes can stay. This is what you're saying. <laughs> it's just you, you and Cody being wrong. That's all that's left. That's all that's left. Justin Herbert and Carolina, man. That's all we're hearing. Uh, you, you, you. When you were asking about that quarterback room or situation earlier, what I thought you were going to ask is about bad teams, and I had I had one ready for you, a surprise bad team. Okay, like, I think that could be a like top five. Oh, pick okay. Overall bad team. Okay. I think the Patriots can be really bad this year. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Why um, say that? I don't love. I don't love that roster. They depleted their offensive line for no reason. Okay. And uh, they took two of their best players on the team and gave them away in J.C. Jackson and, Sha- and Shaq Mason. That's true. Um, and they have no coaches. Um, so, and there's a chance that Matt Patricia could be calling plays. And all of these reasons are legitimate reasons that I think they will be very bad. Um, I, th- I, I don't think they're like doomed for a dark pit of despair or anything because I think Mac Jones is good and I think they'll be fine with there are structural parts of their team, but they won't be like. as solid but, as last year. No way. No, I think I think they're going to be actively bad uh, because of all the things that I said. Where like that's it's a bad roster. It's a bad roster. I don't like their skill position. It still has no weapons. Yeah, like after it has even, no though, even though they just went and paid literally not this free the last free agency. And it's like they still have they nothing. paid for three guys. Yeah, and they still have and nothing. They still have nothing. They still have nothing. Yeah. And that that like all oh, their defense carried them through last year. I'm like, okay, where am I scared on their defense now? Right. Like they lost one of the best players, defense players in the league, for nothing. Yep. So it's like I I do not see what is the part of when I sit down to game plan for the Patriots. What do you got to stop? Yeah. What do I got to stop? I I can just play football and stop everything they got because we're we're better. Yeah, we're just yes. Yeah, so it's like I I think that team is going to get boat raced a few times. Like I I, I think it's going to be. Yeah, you make a good point because there's like other bad teams. It's like oh, fuck Atlanta, man. If they just they're big, like Kyle Pitts and and uh, Jesus Christ, Mike Evans. Um, yeah, uh, Drake, Drake, Drake London, Drake London. London. It's like mm-hmm. man, they're t- mm-hmm. we got to like we got to match up for that because they got they're mm-hmm. just big everywhere. And then you look at like New York, and it's like well, if Saquon's healthy, we got to stop. We got to mm-hmm. stop it. But like what? I mean, New England's tight ends that are like average. That's what you got a game plan for, like I, that I can still single coverage with, with, with any anyone yeah, on yeah, my yep. roster. Yes, yep. exactly. Yep, yep. So, it, it, and it's weird. I find I spend way too much time in football conversations defending Bill Belichick because, like, people are always just like so ready to call that guy overrated and Tom Brady and everything, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, he's the best coach ever. Like I, 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 but at the same time, like that is not an automatic solution for everything you do with a football when, team. When your roster's like, that you, depleted. Yeah. You can't have five coaches, no receivers and no cornerbacks and go, I'm Bill Belichick. Everything's fine. It's like, no, no, you, you can't coach your, you, you can't coach so hard that an all pro wide receiver forms from the ether and you can throw the ball for him to him. Like it, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. So I think that team is, is, is going to be bad. I think it's going to be exceptionally bad. Like It's going to be the last place. I think it, there's a chance the Jets are a better team this year than the, the Patriots are. Yeah, so I can at least 
comprehend a path to the Jets winning eight games. I don't know if I can for the Patriots. Like, I don't, I don't hate the take, man. I, I just don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I just can't see the Jets being better than the Patriots. But I don't hate the take. Well, I, I like. I was thinking last. Remember our awful take from last offseason that the Ravens are going to be bad. Yeah, where where we kind of got it right, but was, it was a loophole. Yeah, because, it was a loophole. Yeah, because no. Lamar Jackson got hurt when the, when Lamar Jackson was on that team. They were legitimate. They're always going to be if Lamar Jackson's healthy. They're going to be good. Like I'm done with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If Lamar Jackson's healthy and Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh is our coach, that will be a playoff team at the very least. Yep. Um, that is a until stated otherwise. That is officially my take on the Ravens. Yep. Um, but. Like that is my I am going to be wrong about this take take of the offseason. Like the Patriots are really bad. Fair enough. Yeah. So sell all of the copious amounts of fantasy assets that you had in the Patriots, because I know you guys all had a bunch of it. Um so yeah, that's my take. Didn't they dr- sell your Nelson Aguilar right now? <laughs> and didn't they draft two running backs too? They did, and it broke my heart because they actually drafted one I really liked, and it's like fuck, well now he's burnt. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Pierre, Strong. Pierre Strong. I really like Pierre, right. Strong. Pierre Strong. I'm like, ooh, he's going to be sneaky. I'm going to get me some Pierre, uh, Pierre Strong late in the draft. I'm like, nope, pass. You can still do oh, it. You. He'll, he'll still be there. No, Very nope, late in the nope, draft. No, thank you. Yeah, he will, he'll be right there after the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm drunk enough, I'll definitely pick him up. So. Sounds like a best ball guy, if you ask me. Yeah, that's best ball. Yeah, that's best ball, man. Anything else to talk about makes you happier otherwise? You know what makes me happy? Ultimate Frisbee, man. I think we should play next week. I can do that. Yeah, let's make it happen. I think we should set it up. Try to do next Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, to our listeners, we attempt to play um, Ultimate Frisbee on a, on a fairly regular basis. Um, unfortunately, all those Navy boys are too out of shape to come play with us uh, 30-something civilians, and they don't want to get and they don't want to get bested, so they run away from us. I brought a so. 30-year-old chain smoker to the game, and he was probably like the fourth best athlete there. Mm, let's not oversell this story. Let's at least give ourselves some credibility. That dude was gassed. Like, <laughs> I've never seen a guy in the middle of uh, like an athletic event going, that guy needs a cigarette or he might die. Like, Someone give this man a cigarette and a 40. Like he doesn't need oxygen at this point in his life. It's only nicotine that keeps his lungs stimulated. Mm-hmm. He has to smoke, and the rest of us have to smoke and blow smoke in his face to like sort of like help him. It's like, it's like it's that's his for CPR. CPR. God damn it! Yep, yep. <laughs> you have to blow smoke up his ass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Literally. Yep. Oh my god, dude! He he started off so good too, man. You remember he, he was basically the Mike Evans. Like he he just he's, he's a big tall guy. Yeah, he yeah. stood in the end zone, called a nice dimer, went up, got it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be able to exploit this all day long. And I lasted 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. He the second a- he had to run, it's like, oh, my God, this is awful. You had to get a wheelchair. And there's like, when a guy is like just full of nicotine and when a guy is like out of shape, it's like two different kinds of winded. It was like, oh, yeah, that guy's fat. Like, it's he's having a hard time breathing. Like, it's like a understandable. But he's not, he wasn't, he's, he's not a fat winded. guy. No, he's not. He's a super skinny guy. But then you see like a guy who like smokes and is winded. It's like, oh, he's gonna explode. Like, like he he's like red and like he has panic in his eyes and like they, they don't they don't understand. It's like, oh, I'm winded. Like, I'm dying. It's like, no, no, you just ran. Like the panic. The, I that was the part that got me the most. Was he? He was alarmed for his health. 
Yep. He's like, oh my God, my lungs are filled with goo. So I can't. <laughs> it's like watching oh. a guy drown, man. It's not. Yep. <laughs> it's a surprisingly, surprisingly accurate take. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Don't though, smoke. Yeah, don't smoke and, mm-hmm. and play Ultimate Frisbee. Don't smoke cigarettes. Yep. Oh, yeah, I would like to play Ultimate Frisbee soon, though. Okay. I would I would agree with that. Did you before we did you want to say anything about yeah. us changing the letter? <laughs> we can kind of talk about that. Um how uh so if anyone follows us on our socials, you'll you'll notice a um and, and you might even notice it on the graphic on our on your podcast feed. Um there's there's been a slight change of the branding to football hot boys. Um it is no longer football hot boys spelt with a colloquial uh B O I S. It is now spelt uh B O Y S like boys the word. More traditional. Um yes. Uh that happened after about eight days of deliberation <laughs> through various group, group chats. Um, an entire whole name change at one point was, was floated. Um, but no, uh, after much hoopla, um, one letter. we we decided as a community to come together and to change one letter uh, for incredibly specious reasons. So um, I'm, thank you for going on this journey with us. It's been wonderful. Uh, now we've officially uh, rebranded to what will eventually make us gazillionaires and champions of an industry, titans, in fact. Um, so yeah, that's the story of that. It was thrilling. It was as thrilling to experience as it was to listen to. <laughs> Do we, These are the high level business meetings that go on behind the scene over here. The the only issue for us is now we're gonna have to do that thing that NFL.com does. Like when you're when you buy a jersey and then like that player gets traded, you have to like reimburse them their jersey. What are we gonna do for all the merch that people bought with the eye? Um hmm. So what we'll do is for every every bit of football hot boys jersey is now exchangeable for one free video on uh, Damian Woods's uh, website. If you have so it, yeah, it if you can have BOIS, you can exchange that in and get a. So much like how you pay for um, the football hot boys school for football drafters, um, what you need to do is you need to take your football hot boys jersey. You need to roll it into roughly the shape of the football duct tape it to give it structural integrity and then punt it. We recommend and you try the, to yes. try to find the windiest part of the day usually. Yeah, so uh yeah, Damien lives in California, so figure out which direction California is in and then punt it in that direction. Um and your pornography should arrive within um 4 to 8 business months. And uh yeah. <laughs> the universe just will take care of everything. Man. Yes, the universe will take care of it. You don't need to use the postage system. None of that. Like, we don't need it. Don't make a big deal out of it, man. Like, the universe, you know, you know, it finds a way. I stumble on a 20 every day from you guys. Just mm -hmm. floating around. It's there for me. And then I'm sure you guys are getting your your draft guides. We put those out a long time ago. Yeah, we we threw them in the wind. They should be getting there any day now. You guys probably, I mean, you probably already have them. Yeah, you probably already have them. You're enjoying them. Uh, I mean, that's how we fund our, 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 our robust and successful merch industry is with all that money that comes in from the football hot boy school of football hot boy drafters. Um, yeah. So as you can see, we're a well-oiled machine. Uh, it only took us eight days to change one letter in her name. So 
Titans of the industry. Um, so uh, thank you for joining us on the episode of Football Hot Boy Spelt Correctly. Um, <laughs> make sure you go on Twitter and follow us at FB underscore Hot Boys spelt the old way. <laughs> and find us on Facebook spelt the correct way. And until next time, stay out of, stay out out there, boys and girls spelt like boys and girls. Peace. Peace. Peace.